Are you trying to figure out what happened in this week's elections? The midterms, the, the red wave that was supposed to just wash over the country and now it may be a red trickle or maybe even a blue trickle the other way? If you're trying to figure it out, you want to stick with us today because we're going to try to do the same thing and maybe we have some of the same thoughts you do. Stick with us. You'll enjoy it. We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into this week's edition of Alabama Unfiltered. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shaver is with me. Allison Sinclair is here as well. How are you ladies? We're good. Good. That's, you're just good. You're good. You are. I'm just thankful you remembered your name. You weren't giving me a hard time about that. Did I forget it last week? No, last week I said, did you say your name? And you said yes, but. I didn't. We all went oh, back Oh, you and went back and checked and, and I didn't, didn't. I didn't say who mm-hmm. I was. But I appreciate it. You're excited to introduce us. Well, maybe people who are watching knew who I was, but not the new not the new viewers and listeners. The Scott Beeson Radio Show. I probably Scott remember Beeson that. Scott Beeson Radio <laughs> I think we did talk about that. I think you got Scott your Beeson name. Scott Radio was a very we, good show. It's it on from 9 to 12 every day. Show. Well, thank you. Shockingly, ladies. it is. But I'm still getting the, hey, you're on that show that the the two ladies are on. And I'm just on y'all's show. That's basically how you it is. Lie. Which is That's fine. Lie. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Y'all are like you rock are, stars. You know. Wow. Thank I'm you, just Scott. Here. I'm the moderator. I'm just, he just here made that up. to listen. He, he totally just made, made that, that up. up. Did not. Yes, he did. did I think not. he did. did you that have people say, you're on that show with those two ladies. Uh-huh. And then what's the and follow And they're so smart. And they're crazy. No, they're, I mean, y'all have, y'all have lots of fans. I'm telling you, lots of fans. Y'all are why the show is growing. You know what? No doubt. Allison, high five. We're just, See? we're going to take it. Y'all I don't wanted think... me to be like, just, I'm just a, just the, the, the Chris Fowler. The, the Chris, I'm just managing and y'all are the. Guest rock star people. That's how it is. I just, my, I'm okay with that. My favorite Scott Beeson line ever is Scott. So, I mean, are you liking doing the podcast? Like, are you, Allison? I like y'all so much more than I thought I would. <laughs> That's like the biggest compliment ever coming from Scott Beeson. I'll that take is not it. true. I, I enjoy this show and I know people who watch it like it. So, um, I've had a lot of people ask me about the show though. Good. And I'm like, they are really as nice as they seem. Well, so, that is so fantastic. And that is a true statement and a Do true they story. Think we're mean? You know what? No, I mean they, oh, okay. they don't know because you know TV people, you know those kind of folks. You never know if they're real or they're not. And I'm like, no, they are absolutely just like that. Just tell them we're really, really tired and we don't have the energy to be anything except ourselves. Just, just who yourselves. we are. But yeah. if y'all yeah. weren't tired, you would be. Um. Well, it depends on if we're caffeinated or not. <laughs> Depends on what sugar no, and caffeine you. No, we we have only I, ever pretty, been able to be ourselves. I think our I younger selves, you know, your younger self kind of feels like you you kind of want to fit in the mold that you think you should, or maybe mm-hmm. everybody else. You're more you worried should. about how the camera just, holds like, you, and now you're trying like, to get my four eh. kids fed, yeah, and staying alive. And film a podcast. And besides that, I got nothing else. You know how they say older people, that they'll just say whatever. Whatever's on their mind. I they don't say care whatever who. now. Yeah. So are, are we're all there? Yes, we're there. <laughs> we're not worried about it at all. Which no. is scary considering what we're going to talk about today. Honestly. I mean, seriously, you guys. Did y'all... Oh, there's so many things. There's so many things. And I know this is not in Alabama. But did y'all just watch the election in Arizona slip out of the hands of Carrie Lake and think, well, that was convenient? Well, I mean, we're a a week into it and they're still finding ballots or still, well, still counting ballots. They're not finding any ballots. They're just. Name one race that has ever gone into this long of counting that's ever gone red. That the the Republicans won? Yeah, it doesn't happen. Everyone stop and consider what Allison just said. Say that again. I mean, I'm being very serious. Yeah, no, I mean, when you get into this mushy ground of absentee ballots and mail-in voting, it never goes red. You can be up, I mean, and we saw it with Carrie Lake. You can be up by thousands, tens of thousands. Sorry, it's 20, I mean, it feels like it's a million years later and we just are still counting. Did y'all see the meme that... (laughs) (laughs) The meme, um, it's the Groundhog Day, it's Bill Murray and he's standing out front and he's like, well... (laughs) It's election day in Maricopa County again, and it's like <laughs> that's what it feels like every every day. And every and, time. and and the conservatives always places, lose. Maybe just a couple, but but to your point, how many high profile races 
end up going for the Republican afterward. I saw a stat today that said Kerry Lake on election day was carrying like 70 or carried like 70% of the vote mm -hmm. of the people I who voted that. on election day. Yeah. But she loses the race yeah. thanks to mail-in ballots and early so ballots. Beautifully. It fits together like a right. puzzle. Do you think that this is when people will wake up and say, maybe we should take election security seriously? No. Or do you think people are like, ah, oh, that's just Arizona. They can't get it together. Mm. No, I, I, I think we just continue to do the same thing. I mean, we saw this in glaring proportions in 2020. Mm -hmm. We fast forward to 2022. They do it again, multiple places across the country. And it's just, it's just part of it. I mean, it's this whole thing of, and we buy it. I, I said on my radio program today, scottbeasonradio.com, <laughs> that... Um, <laughs> Scott Beeson at... You but, can listen wherever you are across but, the country. But I was talking about the fact, and I hate, to, I hate to say it this way, but we're really stupid. We as Americans, or we as conservatives are stupid. When they came out years yeah. ago and said, let's have early voting. And we're like, that's, that's not a good idea. Let's don't do that. It's too... I mean, too many bad things can happen. Let's do mail-in ballots. Oh, no, that's that's not good. And then they ran out and said, yeah, but we want to make, don't you want to make it easier for people to mm -hmm. vote? Don't you want people to be able to, you know, express their opinion right. and let's just make it easy for them? Wherever they are in their lives, don't you want them to vote? And we said, okay. Because we're stupid. We mm -hmm. really, really are. I, I, I don't know why we always are duped by our good nature. That's exactly we, it. We know yes. they're cheating. We but I feel like cheat, we don't we just give it think them. like them. So we are generally honest mm. people, fair people. Um, and we think that others, even though they show us right. every single day that they're not like that, right. we just continually think that they'll do it. And so I don't know what, to your question, I don't think it changes anything because I don't see the extensive cheating like I did in 2020. Mm -hmm. Like there was no huge, well, Carrie Lake, of course. Right, right. But if there was cheating, they played it better. Like right. they gave well, us some. But, but and that's what I said last but time. But we don't have like, a Trump. We don't have a, I mean, historically, the party out of power gains, right. makes big gains in the House, usually makes gains in the Senate. That's just the way it always is. It doesn't matter who it is. And we have a nation that's 70 something, almost 80% of the people say we're on the wrong track. The economy and crime and stuff are like number one and number two. And if you do inflation, that may be one, two, and three. And I don't, I think abortion falls down at 16% or something. Mm -hmm. So all these people are angry and we don't even get the regular old take over the house get, bump yeah. that you would always get. So I think it was way more widespread than people want to admit. But the problem is we don't have a Donald Trump and we don't have the millions of people fighting for him. So it's all kind of disjointed. Right. So the press is not talking about the presidential election because it's easy for us to ignore Arizona or maybe some other state or Michigan, wherever, because it's not all about the same story. Does that make sense? I think all the same things have happened out there. We just, we're just not going to hear as much about it. I mean, well, look, the Fetterman Oz race. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. I mean, Oz That's is not a great people, candidate. But, but I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania. I take that one personally. Right. That, that that was a legitimate. Are you serious? That really, you like you in good conscience cast your ballot right. for that man. We're in. We're, we there's only two options. I think we're either basically completely gone. That Americans are literally voting for Fetterman. That they're literally voting to to help keep Democrats in charge in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. They're they're happy with what Joe Biden's doing there. They're, you know, we don't, they don't care about energy prices. They don't care about food prices as long as they have abortion and we're fighting climate yeah. change. We're either there, which I, I just refuse to believe Americans are there, mm -hmm. or they're cheating. Yeah. That's the only two choices. It could be both. It could be, which I don't know. Is that better or worse? I don't know. But, I, I mean, I will say Oz was a terrible candidate, too. I agree. Oz was but a terrible candidate. But as bad as he is, Fetterman... When he could answer the questions, answered the questions wrong, wasn't he talking about letting more people out of prison and mm -hmm. all sorts of things? And you're thinking, you've got Philadelphia in that state. You have Pittsburgh in that state. Yeah. And this guy's saying, let's let people out of prison, and he still wins? 
Well, and, and as you're talking, I'm thinking this is the party that capitalizes on cruelty. Think about it. They worship at the altar of death by celebrating abortion. Mm-hmm. And that was what I guess exit polls showed was the most important thing. To young people. To young people when they voted. But they also are cruel in that they are not only keeping Joe Biden propped up, they mm-hmm. now have another person they're going to have to keep propped up, and that's Fetterman. And so you have two puppets who will do exactly what they tell them to do. You know, yeah. there are rumors that Nancy Pelosi also is heavily medicated with, you know, some kind of dementia or whatever. Now, I don't you know. shouldn't take drugs and alcohol at the same time. You Does she know that? You shouldn't. Oh, okay. Technically. I'm just trying to look out saying. for good health. I mean, I care about you, the Pelosi. So. <laughs> just think about how cruel that is. So mm-hmm. they have proven time and again that they will stop at nothing to get what they want. And that's that's a little unbelievable. I mean, how cruel do you have to be as a wife? for Biden and for Fetterman, mm-hmm. not to say, I'm so sorry, I can't let you do this. But did y'all hear yeah, Fetterman's speech a... after he won was pretty normal. Like no, he was able really. to speak. We'll have to look right. it up. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Like you're like, I mean, wait but, a second. But, but let me dig actually... into another angle. If I happen to be the United States Senate nominee in the state of Alabama, which would terrify so many people in the state, I get it. And I showed up with a hoodie about half the time, wearing my hoodie, people would be like, that is unbelievable. I can't believe Scott B. That, that's a terrible image for the state of Alabama. We've got to get somebody that will you know, portray us as we want to be portrayed. I mean, this guy acted like he, you know, I don't want to say anything derogatory, but he, he looked like he, you know, ran from the homeless shelter half the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's the guy I want to make you a senator. I just have a very, very hard time believing he wins without mail-in ballots. Yeah. But you forget who is voting for him. And it's the people that think you can be 28 million different genders and also a furry. So we have that many people? Or is it that I live in an apartment that there's 12 different people registered here for the last 10 years and... 12 absentee ballots or 12 mail-in ballots come to me. And what if I fill them all out and send them all back in? I don't know, but I do. I will say to bring it back home a little more locally. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all followed along with the Mountain Brook City Council race that took place. Mm -hmm. Um, If you did, that race showed me more about, number one, Alabama, but also Mm -hmm. about the country. Um, and that Mountain Brook voted the way it did. Mountain Brook voted for CRT. They basically voted in and kept in all the progressives and totally mm-hmm. rejected mm-hmm. the conservative traditional. But, that is, but that's kind of historic. Now, look, I'm not. I don't want to cast dispersions on anybody's community and how they vote. But historically, that community does kind of vote that way. They are responsible for a number of losses in the county. Um, I guess I thought before, in the face of all that they've been through in the past few years mm-hmm. and all that has happened in their schools and things that they right. would have voted for a change, but they didn't. They doubled down. Right. They kept the same people in. And to me, that kind of clued me in that this isn't just a um, a whim. This isn't just a fad. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is really where the American people are starting to fall. Okay. And I think we have to start... I don't think you rule out fraud. Right. Trust me. It, even here right. in Alabama. Um, but I think we have to come to terms with the reality that the American people are not the American people that we that we grew remember, up with. That we grew up with that we think they are. So you're going you're falling on the side of because and, and I think there's a chance that I don't want to fall on that side. Yeah. Because I would I would feel better thinking it was stolen mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. Than I would Oh my gosh! Half or more than half of the people believe these things I, for I, for different reasons. You know, there are people who can afford to believe some of these things because they're at the top of the economic ladder. Mm-hmm. Then there's some people who want to prove how progressive they are. This is this is how you vote if you're educated. This is how you vote if you're right. You know, it's kind of virtue signaling right. kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then you combine that with people who are are voting to keep the revenue stream from the government going. Some of those are right. corporatist. You know, mm-hmm. they. Their businesses do well because the government has mandated this or mandated that, and they, they don't want it to stop. 
But if we're to that point, we're in a lot worse shape than we are if, than there's, if there's just fraud. Yeah, I think you're right. Did y'all ever read that book by Malcolm Gladwell called Talking with Strangers? Mm-mm. It is very instructive on, I think, part of the reason why we're here. And that is this idea that people, um, when confronted with situations that may feel a little wonky or weird, want to believe time and time again, they choose to believe the best about people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and he tells different vignettes throughout the book about just different things that happen to people. And I guess there's like 10 or 12 chapters, but there's only one person in that whole vignette set of, it's a short book. It's really interesting. But I think people choose to believe the best about people. And so they can cast a vote for Fetterman because they think, well, I mean, if he gets better, surely right, he'll get right, better. Right, right, right. And that's kind of what they were sold and, too, right? And they'll do that in Mountain Brook. They're like, well, surely this will be good for us. I mean, right. these experts, they know better. It's almost like we're living. You remember the Disney movie Wally? Wally. Remember it was horrible. Where they rode around He's on picking the up little, all the trash and yeah, the, yeah the, picking up the trash and, and the sidekick like, was the roach. Here's your food, and they would go around and around in this little spaceship. Oh, the, 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 the human beings do are anything. the human beings are there. Right. Everything is given to them. They mm-hmm. don't have to do anything that they don't want to do. And then there's Wally who goes off and has his own little adventure. Right. I feel like that's where we are, where people just mm-hmm. want to be left alone. We want to believe what somebody tells us about them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. We'll handle it. Don't worry. Fetterman, right. he, you know, this stuff has happened to him. It's okay. Same with right. Joe Biden. Same in Mountain Brook with right. the schools where, oh, it's fine. Like, we've got this, guys. Right. Don't worry. Right. Don't be one of the crazies and, who and think this shows, is bad. And it shows in Gladwell's book, he suggests that this is people's nature. They want to believe the best. And so, therefore, they're not alarmed as we are. We're alarmed. We're like, mm-hmm. something's going on right. here. But even me, I don't want to believe yeah, that, but you don't that want people to believe. are totally all unchanged. Right, see? Like you, you want to think, surely there's like I'm more like, of like, us out there. Surely they're criminals, not totally brainwashed. Yeah, I really think they are. But I think they are. And I think that we we have this inherent desire to see good when really we can't. What, what do we do then when it's so bad? So the flip side of this question is if we see the bad, how then do we wake people up? Because is Mountain Brook going to be affected by the things that they just voted for, or do they just not care? Are Arizonans going to wake up and say, well, this is really terrible that Carrie Lake had this, I believe it was stolen from mm-hmm. her. I think it's obvious when there were glitches overnight right. or the power went out again somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we break the press? How do you push back against the steel? What what are things that, that people can do that are watching going, I really want to do something. But how do we break it up? Because it feels like a monopoly right I now. Think, I think what we have to do, I've thought about this a lot, <clears throat> pardon me, oh, is gosh. we've got to try to do, I don't think it's <laughs> I'm you. I'm glad you I don't have think, your water. I don't think I'm allergic to you today. <laughs> is it my fault? No, no. I'm all the way over I, here. I, I was just getting choked up thinking, <laughs> because there's there's nothing we can do nationally. We can't fix the national press. The, the 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 people I call the bad guys, the the they, they've been working for a very yeah. very long time to get to get everything in place. They have everything arrayed right where they want it, and now over the last five years, they started kind of squeezing it. And there were people saying, "Watch out! Watch out! Don't let this happen! Don't let that happen! Make sure you do this." So we need to have options. You don't need to listen. And now they're squeezing, and they've got everything. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way. That we can have a, a media that a media outlet that's going to be conservative. Fox News is not it, not going to be it. So we can't win out there. And I think the best we can do is try to focus on what can we do at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And we're behind the curve in Alabama. I mean, we have a legislature, at least historically, there's a new one coming in that does the bidding of the lobbyist mm-hmm. or of the government itself. They want to keep government really large. Kowtow to the state employees, kowtow to the teachers union, and then they have the special interest lobbyist, and the people are kind of the last, you know, they matter last. So our best shot is trying to fix Alabama first and then do the best we can and ride it out. I really do think we have to focus on Alabama. We can't do anything nationally. Yeah, and I would say it goes even smaller than that. It's why I started local Alabama Mm -hmm. um, two years ago. What's the website? (laughs) localalabama.org <laughs> and scottbeasonradio.com. 
What's your website? You're working on one. Uh-huh. It really should be up. You, it's okay. going to be AB Shaver. AB Ab in a minute. Yes, going to be yes. Ab Shaver. Mm-hmm. I like but it. you can find me on Saturdays on the Saturday. I I moved to Saturdays. I'm very excited. And your what? articles. What? Oh, your um, articles, articles come out on Saturdays. On Saturdays. Very good. Yep. More people will read week, them on the weekends. I'm telling. Well, you. Well, this week uh, was about free speech, so it was about some of the things we'll get to in a minute. But you started local. Well, because I think it's literally in your community. It's connecting with people that mm-hmm. think like you, that believe like you, that will support you, which sounds so therapeutic and kind of hokey, mm-hmm. but I think we really are there. And I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, it's almost like we're going back to the beginning of the country where you were one nation, but really each state was extremely different in their right. religion and in their outlook on on a lot of states' rights things. Mm-hmm. And it's like for a period of time, we all kind of nicely fell under the idea of the United States. And now I think you're just going to see each state, like you said, but even that, even your community, um, you know, your local school board, your city council, your county commission, down to your churches. I mean, we've seen churches explode and fall apart right before our eyes. And so I think you have to connect very basically in your neighborhood and find your people. And, you know, I, I sit and I look and I'm like, as a Christian, you're like, okay, where is God? Like, what is God doing? Because there's a spiritual component to this. And and we know that it's always there, even if we don't explicitly talk about it. But, but it really does kind of feel like, and I can't even remember where it is, but um, when they're all asking for the king, they just want a king, just yeah. like all the mm-hmm. other countries, mm-hmm. just like all, we just want to be like everybody right. else. They're going to Samuel. Is that Saul right? Saul and David telling and Samuel, Samuel, hey, we want a king. Yep. We want a king. Just give us a king. We just want to be like everyone. We want to, and, you know, God's like, okay, I'll give you a king, but you're going to suffer just like all right. these other people. You I'll give you what you for. want. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that's where we are. Like we have, we, we just want to be like, no more America. We just want to be like everybody else. Okay, well, you're going to take me out of it. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to get is just like everybody else, which feels a lot like Germany right now. Right. And you watch, you know, what happened. It, we're not so far off. Mm-hmm. I'm reading Live Not By Lies from what happened then. Right. It's kind of scary. It's kind of interesting how people can be coerced and moved so easily if, easily if someone has the press. And, and when you were talking about local and doing things locally, so many of our issues seem to be, can be laid at the feet of our public education system. Mm-hmm. And we let that get out of control. We let, I mean, just Marxism, liberalism, atheism, paganism, every ism about out there and- is, is being fed into our kids. And... There's probably no other election more important than electing those local school boards. Yeah. And and we don't pay them any attention. We don't care. But those are the places where those people can absolutely change what is being taught to children. And we we've got to really focus on that. And we may it may be too late now. But if 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 I had one piece of advice because of what you just said, it would be that we have to go win these local school board elections all across the state of Alabama and start getting education back to where it needs to be. Because if we lose our kids, we've got nothing. Well, right. and, and I know we're about to have to go take a break, but this goes to that point exactly. When we believe, we can choose to believe that people are good and that they have our best interests at heart, but look at the way that they've treated us from a national, state, local, community level they have not looked out for our best interest. And so it has to be us, like the little boy you were telling me about in India, mm-hmm. who was bitten by the viper and turned around and bit the viper back. Right. That so you're saying we need what, to bite the viper back? We need to bite the viper back. It's a true story. It's a true story. But that's what we've got to do Cobra. is stop believing. We do want to believe good about people. However, we have to be shrewd as a serpent and gentle as a dove and say, you know what? This hasn't gone in the right direction. Right. Um. And so we're going to have to take matters into our own hands. And maybe we can convince people of it. We're looking at a 30, 40 year decline in the Republic. All, all, everything that's, that's that's bad is on the rise and the things that are good is on the decline. And and maybe we can sell that argument that, Hey, look, following all these humanist policies 
is not leading to the utopia that they say eventually we're going to get there. Right. And we're just, maybe that'll work. I don't know. religion, I don't know. Maybe so. we got to take a quick break. We want to hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News here. I want to take a minute to tell you about my good friends over at Centurion Labs. Cold weather is here, and you know what that means. Colds, the flu, and coronaviruses are running rampant. Your immune system needs protection, and that's why I love what my friends over at Centurion Labs are doing. They're always looking for safe, effective, affordable ways to keep you healthy and at your best. Got a cough, sore throat, or a runny nose? You need to check out their Ninja Cough product. You heard me, Ninja Cough. It contains the strongest non-narcotic cough suppressant on the market with no sugar, alcohol, or dyes. So it's safe for everyone, even your kids. Looking to strengthen your immune health, prevent sickness, or fight off the flu, and of course, coronaviruses, Defender Immunity Boost is for you. It is an all-in-one immunity booster that combines vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, copper, and quercetin in just one pill to save you money and help defend your health. Having trouble sleeping? Defender PM is a nighttime immunity booster that will help you get rest and boost your immune health. Now is the time to defend your health, save money, and support a company that shares your Christian values and loves this country. Centurion has dedicated the last 15 years to research and develop safe, effective, and affordable products made in the USA that you can trust. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast can get 20% off their first bottle order when you visit centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news and use the promo code 1819. That's centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news with the promo code 1819. Check them out, guys. Welcome back into Alabama Unfiltered. Now, we were going to hear from Ben Franklin, like the old Ben Franklin. The old that, Ben Franklin. The Ben Not Franklin. Ben Franklin Plumbing, okay. who comes to Which my house a lot. Okay. Y'all should sponsor us. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but a couple days ago, um, from 1776, was actually November 14th, the British press named famous Londoner Ben Franklin the leader of the rebellion. And I thought, you know, after this election wrapped up, it was a good thing to remind ourselves about who we are and where we came from. And this this American patriot and a man about town who probably had a beautiful English accent, um, but he was of the aristocracy. He was a scientist. He was an inventor. He was an amazing human being. Right. right? He was a true, I don't want to say Renaissance man, but he probably was. He was um, a lady chaser too, right? He it, I don't know about that because I'm not a dude, but (laughs) I think it's very interesting that this report talks about how Franklin was old enough to be the father and even grandfather of many of the shockingly young founders, but he was put on that persona non grata list and he was willing to risk everything he had, his life, his fortune, his sacred honor for the founding of our country. But here's the other part of it that's astounding to me. It wasn't just this grandfatherly old guy who did these wonderful things for our country. But do you remember how young John Adams or John Hancock or Thomas Jefferson were? Because so often we think we have to be old. Mid-20s? I mean, they had wooden teeth. They they did have wooden teeth. Well, George Washington, yeah, but... But but you guys... You maybe didn't have to be They were 40, 39, and 33, and then Thomas Lynch and Edward Rutledge, sorry, I can't even say the word, line please, (laughs) Rutledge of South Carolina, near and dear to our heart, because our girls were born in South Carolina, were 26 years old when Mm. they signed the declaration. So this idea that you're listening or you're watching and you've just wrapped this election cycle up and you're thinking, Mm. what in the world happened? Well, guess what? You can happen to it next time. Right. You're not too young. It's not too late, but you're also not too young to get involved in politics. And so if you need a sign, this is your sign. Because I know some people, I've been listening to some of the people that we love, uh, the podcast we love, like Steve Dace, just talking about um, if, if you're like exercised about it all, then raise your hand and say, it's me this time. I'll it's run. my turn. I'll run. I'll run for school board. I'll run for city council. I'll get on the county commission. If you want me to run for representative or senate or whatever that is, here's your sign. Like, it's you. These guys were young, and they risked everything they had, and it it looks like this is where we are now. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that the country is as far left and as progressive as we think they are. I think it is a vocal minority, but they figured out how to steal the election. So you were talking about churches, and I think the problem that we're facing also is that this idea during COVID came out, and it was insipid. It was everywhere. It was, well, you know, as Christians, you just shouldn't be involved. So I think another factor in all of this horrible cycle of this red tsunami that turned into maybe we'll get an extra seat was that there are people who sat on the sidelines because they didn't think it was matter because they're, it didn't, they didn't think it mattered because their church said, you don't really need to be involved. Right. That's a problem. But how much more can we do? I mean, honestly, if you go through the list of terrible things happening in America right now, like how much worse does it have to get? And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I, I also think you have to be realistic about where we are. I mean, it's, Bad. And it's if there's bad. anything that should cross the aisles, mm-hmm. it's inflation. It's yeah. Remember when we were told for years formula and years shortages. And years that it's mm-hmm. all about uh, your wallet. Yeah. People, people vote on the wallet issues. You you can't get a more out of control wallet issue right. than we have now. And then we were told, well, it was a social issue. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. When we're for social issues, they don't matter. When the libs need the social issues, oh, the social issue matters. Abortion matters. And um. It's just, it's just way too strange, but, but I agree weird. with you. I mean, I don't know what is going to wake people up. If millions and millions of people voted to keep doing the same thing we're doing, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, a revival. I would, I would take I mean, that. That's, that's it. I think it's such spiritual darkness. Like it almost seems like literal scales over their eyes. Like they cannot see, cannot see what is happening. More than light. And, um, but I know that we're called to continue to fight. And I try and think like, what are those avenues? Kind of what you're talking about. I mean, locally, then you have the Republican or conservative party that traditionally will fight, you know, in theory right. against a lot of the leftist um, politics. We don't even really have that anymore. I feel like it's like this unit party now where I don't even know if I really trust the conservatives and the Republicans to really represent me anymore either. And right. it feels very. I think that's down. the way it's been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cause we, I can really? remember saying for years that, Hey, look, they're the same people at the top. Yeah, they the are the same people at the top. Did they just hide it better? Because yeah, I think like, they hit it better. I mean, I was all about George Bush mm-hmm. senior and junior. And now I'm like, yeah, and W is out doing, right? uh, isn't he doing some sort of misinformation thing with Obama? Ukraine, and yes. it's like, right. what? We're all idiots. Right. But that was one of my questions for y'all is, you look at the Republican Party on a national. Um, this was a big pie in the face to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they look really tore up about it though? No. Let me just ask you. You've seen some pictures of Mitch McConnell. Have you have you seen the gnashing of teeth from the leadership at the highest levels of the of the Republican Party? The best they can do is, oh, this is Donald Trump's fault. This is Donald Trump's fault. Yeah. Get rid of Donald Trump. I'm like, yeah, y'all don't take any responsibility for this. None of this is. Is your fault? You moved money away from people who had a chance to win to go help Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, and yeah, you, you said that anybody that was conservative or a MAGA type Republican is, you know, I, I just you just see it. It's like they're they're almost happy to have this this problem that we're all so upset about. They don't seem to be tore up about it at all. I think there's and and this brings me to something I wrote about last week, and it's free speech. And I think it's one of the things that we can work on right now, even in the middle of deep darkness. Mm-hmm. We self-censor. We don't say the things that we should say. We are quiet. We, um, you know, there's that case at University of Alabama at Huntsville right now that uh, kids have to ask permission of the administrators before they can gather and have a yes, for real. I think that's one of the issues that we're facing is the because the press is wholly owned, mm-hmm. because big tech is wholly owned um, by the progressives, and because they're not interested at all in what we have to say, then when we do get the opportunity to speak, we must speak freely and clearly and boldly. And I think the reason or the way that we would do that is as believers, knowing the word of God, knowing what it says, because it's mm-hmm. not an apathetic book. Right. It's a book of action. And there's not, you, every single story you look at, you're like, oh my word, they're always in trouble. Right. So the, the other part of it is we have to, yes, be willing to speak freely and stop. I mean, have y'all self-censored 
in groups before where you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't say that. Or what if I say this too loudly? What's going to happen to me? Right. Because what that has built is this atmosphere of fear. And now right. we are counted as election deniers. And who wants to be labeled? Like they're going to come up with a label for right. us. And we so just I, have to know that's you, coming. You have to know. And so then it's getting to this is not only do we have to be committed to speaking freely, come what may, we also have to understand that they're never going to like us and they never will. Well, and whatever you say, no matter how nice you say it, they're going to say you're being hateful. Yes. And one of your buddies right here beside you that's on the same side is going to say, oh, you should say that. You should say, you, you, you should say it in love. Say it in love. Mm. Truth hurts. That's right. And, and I'm saying it in love because I want someone to know the truth. Because I'm telling them the bridge is out, or I'm telling them we're we're headed to disaster. The train wreck is coming. I'm warning you. You don't have to like it, and you can say I'm mean, but we have to. I think you're right. We we really self censor, and then when we do say something, we try so hard to make it sound nice or that pedal that we that it kind of loses its effect. Does that make sense? Yeah. We just won't out and say what needs to be said. I mean, think about the founding fathers. What would happen if they didn't say what they needed to say? Yeah, and they said some rough stuff. They said some rough stuff. They said bad things about the king. They said bad things about the people who supported the they king. They were willing they said, to die. Right. And they were pointing out that the, the, if you're on the other side, you were keeping us from having liberty. Mm-hmm. You were keeping us from our God-given rights. You are You are on the bad side. And we will hardly say that. Because it comes back to do we even remember what the Bible says about who we are, first of all, in Christ, but then the things that we can do in him boldly. I mean, no, we, we don't, don't remember that. Right. Well, half of us don't even know those things. Right. Because we we don't bother to look at that. We know, we know. okay, let's see how many toes I can step on. We know every American Idol contestant for the last 10 years. That's part of us. The other half that doesn't know every American Idol contestant knows every Alabama and Auburn football stat for the last 10 years, except for maybe Tennessee people. So <laughs> so we do know all these things, but we don't know the things that God has told us or promised us or whatever. The one the one book we don't know anything about really most of the time is the Bible that is in most of our houses. Is that fair? Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, here's where you do the backpedal. I'm guilty too. You know, we always say those kind of things. Well, I mean, statistically speaking, I think it's what 18% of Americans read or people read their Bible like on a right, once a month weekly basis. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's probably less than wow. that, but I mean, it's, it is not, I think 86 of evangel 86% of evangelicals have a Bible, but like a tiny percentage of them are cracking it open and reading Only it. 86% have one. I mean, it, it's a, it's a weird, like the study that I found uh, was weird. There's a great worldview study, by the way, uh-huh. um, by Ligonier Ministries and Lifeway put out in 2020. And it's very, very insightful. However, I think this gets back to when we are willing to fall on our knees and confess our sins specifically, um, then we can rise again. But I think right now we are so just fraught with sin in all of our lives. And then the things that we vote for and sanction, do you think, you asked this in the beginning, do you think that what's happening is God's judgment on us? with these last couple of election cycles. I do. I mean, I think he's just, you know, at some point leave them to destroy themselves. I mean, if this is what you want, okay, I'll turn you over to your sin. He's not adding sin. He's just taking his hand off and letting us be who we actually are. I mean, I don't know how you can deny that. Because you, of course, everybody from history will say, well, we felt like this during the 60s or wherever right, it was. Right, like, right. So, Maybe we're really not that special, but something seems especially dark and sinister, like that you can't even agree anymore that there's male and female right. only. And then it's okay to take 12-year-old boys and girls and mutilate, mutilate chop off yeah. their parts. Mm-hmm. And that's all good, and that's all yeah. wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. I think what we're seeing, because I think historically things have been way worse. Mm-hmm. Ancient history, the whole nine yards, brutal massacres, just just human sacrifice, all that kind of stuff. But what I think we're getting to see is the, um, the demise of Christendom 
right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. So which is makes it look mm-hmm. how did how do we go from where we were in the Western world to where we are today and the things we think and believe in the darkness. We're seeing the darkness come in, which yeah. which scares me a little bit in that oh, we can be a lot more dark. It can get a lot darker right. than what we're than what we are seeing. But I think your point about the Western world is good to point out. This is a whole new type of Western civilization that's really collapsing. Like we don't and make hundreds it. and hundreds of years before we had the barbarism or since we've had the barbarism and the yeah. paganism that we're that we're seeing just wash up right now. That was one of my questions for y'all. Like if you if you look back on the timeline of history, you know, you look back and you think, okay, 1776, you kind of know what's happening in America. Mm-hmm. Nineteen twenty, you get a flash. When they look back at twenty twenty two, what's it gonna be? <laughs> That's a Depends really good which question. side wins out. It could be the pivotal time for the new utopia. <laughs> that is going to be horrible. It's going to be dystopia. Mm-hmm. But it could be that history says this was the time that they they made the decision to save the climate, save the save the planet, and everyone became, you know, equitable or yeah. equity or whichever thing. They ushered in this new fundamentally transformed United States, and the world became one and. That could be it. Yeah. I think so the, Russia and China don't yeah, are really on that plan. Weird. I think the headline may they be uh, they lost their mind. You think okay, but that would take <laughs> that, our side winning <laughs> to say that was the time they Everybody, lost their minds. Th- this is, or they could say, what were they thinking? But either way, because we've lost our biblical worldview, so mm-hmm. we've lost our mind. The things that were sanctioning not us, but the people who are voting for these things are sanctioning mm-hmm. insanity, like. Mm-hmm you know, um, the wind farms that right. freeze in the snow. <laughs> um, the climate activists flying their giant jets over to the G20, casual, no problem. Um, they're not, and so I think if somebody were to look back and look at us, I don't know, 100 years from now, if we make it that long, they would say they lost their mind. That was when they lost their mind. Mm-hmm. Because there was no, nothing they believed in anymore except leave me alone. I just want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And be happy. And, and be happy. We wanted Wally. And we got Wally. The but Wally that came the movie. At a price. The Wally the movie. But that came at a price. And that came with no, your mind is gone. Let these people tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And y'all just do it. That's what you wanted. So, like, I, I look around the world, including in, in America. If I had to ask y'all... What are the, what's the most important agenda items out there for the world right now? Um, and, and I know I'm being vague because I want, I want y'all to try to answer the question, but if you look at all the problems we have all across the globe, the economic problems, um, just all kinds of things, energy problems, energy shortages, what we did to ourselves with COVID, the whole nine yards, there's these two things that seem to be the most important things, hey, all, no holds barred. These are the two things that matter most in the world. And when I tell you what these are, I think you'll think, how did, how did those get to be the most important things? You want to guess one of them you, you just said just a moment ago. So you're not talking about from our perspective. You're no, not from us three, general, not yeah. from conservatives, but in general, well, the most important the climate, things, is climate so is one. Stupid. Yes. Save abortion. the climate. No, I think that I don't think abortion makes this list, but that, that would probably be number three. Like, so saving the climate is probably one, which counts the whole population. That's exactly right. Yeah, those are the two most important things yeah. to make sure the world is accepting of climate change, worshiping the earth, and then the LGBTQ XYZ six 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 hashtag agenda. Yeah. That isn't that strange? Globe, the world. Yeah, because because you know because we're not we don't hate anybody. They can have their affections for whoever, and that's kind of their thing. But that that seems to be the most important. Even you know we've talked a lot not on this show, but amongst ourselves about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and all this kind of stuff. And if you pay any attention, there's always someone saying that Ukraine has something to do with we have to defend LGBTQ rights. And you're like, what? I thought we were just talking about freedom. I thought we were talking about sovereignty and 
and countries invading other countries. How did this get to be the wait, part? Who, wait, who people Ukraine like? Is, Ukraine is like a beacon of LGBTQ. Yes, the, that Ukraine is is the West, and the oh, West okay. is LGBTQ mm-hmm. rights. You had the the Russian, um, the guy who's head of the Russian Orthodox Church said, "Hey, you know, look, we." We tried to be part of the Western clique, but you can't be part of the Western clique unless you have a gay pride parade. Mm. And you're thinking, well, how how is that in this conversation? But but it is. Well, my theory as to why is very bizarre. I don't know if you let's want. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think I know where you're gonna go with it. And I'm just I'm holding it. Go. I mean, it's this whole like why we're tearing down women and now men can be women and it's this whole transhumanism kind yes. of initiative. We can grow babies in an embryo, fake plastic embryo. We can we can clone animals. We can we can play God. It's really right. to take God's creation, image, his masterpieces and totally annihilate them from a creation standpoint. Yeah. And and substitute it with this one world. We can do it all. Um, we are our own gods. We are our own gods, kind of thing. That's I mean, not near as bizarre as what you thought. I was gonna say, or I mean, I, you have I something bizarre. No, it's not really bizarre, but it's. I think it's interesting. I had a a, a person send me something the other day because I was asking this same kind of question. I don't. Well, why the focus on transgender and men can be men and women can be women and all this kind of stuff and and, and and so they sent me this thing about, um, what was it, some ancient occult figure from some time way in the past, and it's one of the anti-Christian, kind of take a little bit of Christianity, other things, mm-hmm. where God is this um, creature that is both male and female, and you're only perfect and godlike if you can be both at the same time oh. and all this kind of stuff. And so you read this thing out of this old book, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Can you share that book with? I'll, us? I'll try to. I'll try to find at least what they sent me. But it. I haven't it thought about actually, it from that it angle. Does actually, make a little sense when you start tying it all together. How much of it is really darkness? Yeah. And then I've also almost figured out that there there are things I just don't want to know. I think it's time for Scott Beeson to come out. From underneath the, <laughs> the sand, I just don't a want little to bit. Know all these things, but because when you do, you're like, "Well, okay, that makes sense." I, I'm more depressed than I was. Yeah, <laughs> it's very depressing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, maybe stay there because it's like whether they cheated in the election or mm-hmm. we really believe that it doesn't matter. We're still dealing with the exact same thing. Do you know what I'm saying? We're here. We're here. Elections like, have consequences. Biden just had a party and celebrating his win. He didn't know he was there. He didn't know he was there, but I mean, the teleprompter told him he was. And so he's like, and he thinks he did a great thing. And we just rewarded him for all of his bad behavior. So we're here. They're going to double down. I saw, I saw Schumer, the the Democrat leader in the U S Senate say, Hey, this election just says, told us that Americans love what we're doing. Yeah. So can I have another dose, please? Or another. It's so wicked. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm listening to y'all talk and you just think about this whole transhumanism and all, all the trans, just add the trans to any word you want to add it to. And it's amazing that these people can see that there's a good and an evil and they take the good of God and they rip it away from him, which you can't really do that. And you just see, you begin to see the truth that what we fight against is not what we can see, but what we mm-hmm. can't see. Mm-hmm. And it is so demonic. And you hear people in the past, like growing up, and you'd hear the church ladies say, well, that is just demonic. Right. And you're like, no, it's not. That's weird. Don't say <laughs> right, that. Right, like, don't, right. don't ever say that again. Right. And now you look around, you're like, oh, my word. Isn't that from Ephesians that we're fighting against, you know, the principalities and darknesses and whatever, but it's dividing, it's devouring, it's destroying, and we're seeing it before our very eyes. And I think that's the part that's so Mm -hmm. terrifying, and yet the hope is in Christ, and the hope is in His Word, and we've always been part of a sin-drenched world, always. Mm -hmm. And so now becomes that question, are we going to live out what it says in the middle of this war that's going on? Are we going to act like we know how it ends and fight that way 
And, and that, that is a big question because are we willing to be canceled? Are we willing to, like the founders you were talking yeah. about, Frank, who were willing to lose everything? And, and many of them did yeah. for an idea that they knew it was for their children. It wasn't just for them. They, right. And, and, and we're worried that somebody will say, you know, say us a mean, call us a mean name on some social media thing. That's right. I mean, there's this fear, and that's mm-hmm. that's I think what this has brought out in me is just this awareness that there's this pervasive fear in mm-hmm. culture, and so for the people who should speak up and should not self-censor, they're like, oh, I should probably shouldn't say that. Right. That's mean, or that's not so sweet. Whatever it is. Right. But you realize that if we are deep in the Word of God, we know. Sec. I think it's Second Thess. Y'all today. That one. <laughs> The words, Thessalonians, (laughs) that's my second line. Because we have such a great hope, we are very bold. This is how Christians of old lived. This is how they saved the babies from exposure in Rome when the father said, "Mm, it's another girl, or Mm -hmm. I've got enough boys, but really it's because it's a girl. It's how and why we had, I visited in Siena in Italy, um, the cathedral and right across the street is one of the oldest hospitals in the world because the church was responsible for taking care of the people. Right. And it was the infirmed. It was the poor. Really a lot of sick people too, but they they were there taking care of the people who didn't have anything. And then you speed ahead now and it's still us. We're the ones that have hope. Their worldview is completely hopeless, godless, and dark. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. Right. None of us want that. And so in the midst of it, that's where we literally, I'm coming back to that cute little kid from India who bit the viper back. (laughs) I got to find his name. But this is what we want to do. We're biting the viper back from our little community on Mm -hmm. up to a federal level. And there may only be one or two people that we can ever count on on this national level. But right. if we're out in our communities getting involved, like you always mm-hmm. have been, like we are now, of course, you've always been interested since college when you worked for a, a congressperson. Um, that's our hope, is remembering mm-hmm. that this is who Christians always were. This right. is who our founders were. And we're going to have to go back there. We got fat, happy, and lazy. I, I agree. Think. But to watch it get stolen again and so many people are like, eh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the victory lap was pre-planned by Schumer and by Biden. They knew that yeah. was going to happen. Well, didn't Biden let it out? Biden said, "Hey, don't be don't be tricked by this. Uh, was it yeah. red mirage? Yes. You they know, it's going to be a few days before we have the yeah. final results. Don't be don't be tricked by what you see that night. That's just amazing. Yeah. All right. So let, I, I guess we need to be wrapping up. But so here's the thing. We talked about having to do things locally, maybe on the state level, all the way down to our local school boards, et cetera. And this is the big question going forward, or one of the big questions. Do we have a right as Alabamians to govern ourselves? Do we have a right as human beings to be able to have our own community? And and we say, these are our values. This is the type of community we want to live in. Do we have a right to have that? A God-given right to have. That's what the founders said. The founders mm-hmm. said we have we have a right to to have our communities, our our colonies are going to be our states. Do we still have that right as human beings? Do we believe in that God-given right? Do we believe that we should be able to have an Alabama that where uh, little boys and little girls can't be mutilated in this transgender craziness? Do we believe that we have a we can have an Alabama where? Um, Boys can't be in the girls' locker rooms. Do we believe that we can have a state that where abortion is illegal and that's that's the way we want it? I mean, or, or do, it or do we think they ask. or do we think they can tell us and force us to have that? Because that's been the big argument for freedom throughout history. When people fled Europe to come here for for religious liberties. It was because they said, you know what, we need we need to be able to go somewhere where we can have a community, which is what how we want it to be. And they were willing to die for that. And I don't even know if we're willing to tell the federal government no on almost anything. Oh my gosh, we might lose some funds. Yeah. My takeaway from this election is summed up really perfectly with something that Steve Day said on his um podcast, kind of going over what happened. 
And it's, you know, we are where we are, but we need to do a little bit of a paradigm shift. And it's going that we're no longer patriots in this land. We're pilgrims. Mm -hmm. Like, we got to go back that far. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just settling again. Our communities, our states, our lives, and restaking our ground in freedom and liberty and I think that's what we have to do. We're, we're not at the rebellion yet. We've gone way further back in that we are kind of foreigners coming into this land now. We're, we're the strangers in our own we are. country. We are. And yet when we remind people, and you have a Ron DeSantis who was unapologetically who he was and represented right. what we believe in, you win every time. Right. Which, remember, friends, is why they have to hold... Uh, big tech in the center of their hands. It's why they have to buy off journalists. It's why right. they have to um, lobby so hard because they know that when freedom is is let loose, mm -hmm. it wins. It triumphs. Right. So there's a mighty. Well, that's why way they can't give us a place where we can go back. ourselves either. That's right. Because right. then there would be an example over there of, hey, wait a minute, those people are happy and prosperous, and we can't we can't let anybody be outside the control. So last question on elections because you brought up Ron DeSantis. Um, oh, Lord. So two questions. One is, did Ron DeSantis win big solely because he was so popular or was part of it because they cracked down on election fraud and said, we're not, we're not having that in Florida this time around? I mean, I'm going to say both. Okay. I think I whatever Florida did from the election standpoint, we need to do across the mm -hmm. country especially Alabama, we've got to get rid. Like, I would love to go back, just good old hand count, get rid of these machines. Preach it, yeah. sister. I mean, it's ridiculous. Especially in those primaries where all the decisions uh, are made. Yeah. And so, but I also think that Ron DeSantis is a perfect example of what, kind of what you just said. Like, if you try and play both sides, which a lot of conservatives do, everybody hates you. Right. The left hates you. The right hates you. You're lukewarm. So you're lukewarm. And DeSantis somehow figured out to be extremely conservative, mm -hmm. but also people just saw him as a leader. They didn't right. really see, I don't think they saw maybe a red or blue with him as much, I think mm -hmm. in the beginning. But then it's like when you were a good leader, eventually the left is kind of like, oh, wait, I do like that I can still go to work and still... Like right. It's hard to deny that. So whatever's happening in Florida... um, Governor Ivy, just check it out. See what's happening just, down there. Just look down there a little bit. You don't bit. even have to know how to govern. Just do what he does. Second, <laughs> copy and paste. Copy and yes. paste. Copy Second question paste. on Florida before we wrap it up is, um, it looks like the mainstream media, the establishment, people like Paul Ryan, really? Yeah. Are all for some Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Is, are they really for Ron DeSantis? Or are they trying to get half of us to be for Ron DeSantis? Half of us to be for Donald Trump, and then they can get another Mitt Romney or John McCain with their solid establishment 35%. Because the people who love him all of a sudden have a real problem with populism, have a real problem with America first, yeah. won't open borders, won't all these things, and they are not... For that, but is that because they're anti-Trump? I don't know. That's the question. Yeah, I, if they just hate Trump so bad, then DeSantis is just benefiting from right. hey, y'all hate Trump, and I'll take your money, but you're going to be shocked. In my perfect world, Trump and DeSantis would figure out how to say, "Hey, we're both America first. Let's do this and make yeah. it 12 years." That would be my perfect world. Uh, but I am I greatly like, yeah. bothered. Just, I'm trying to figure it out like y'all are, and I figured y'all too they would know. They are fair-weather fans. That's what they are. And they just want DeSantis if they can get rid of Trump, and then if they're rid of Trump, then it'll be time to rip DeSantis because to shreds, right? Because they're the same authoritarian leadership group as the progressives are. They're, mm -hmm. they're not different. All we have to do when someone, I, I think Steve Day says this all the time, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Right. And they've told us for years who they are. Right. They're milk toast washed up life cereal, chewed gum. <laughs> Do I need to go on? The, 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 the gum corn is under has, here? The corn's come off the cob. It's cold on the plate. It's Thanksgiving leftovers. That is the establishment. It, this is who they are. Right. 
they are washed up. They have not, a, they're jelly spined. So they're just pretending they're to be pretending for DeSantis. They're pretending to be for DeSantis because it makes them look right. good, gets them some popularity again, because after all, right. it is a popularity contest. Well, don't forget, even John Please McCain don't ever forget this. was a warrior, maverick, solid. We love him. He's great. He gets the nomination. He's a scumbag jerk. Can't even believe he pretends that he was yeah. a war hero. That's what that's what happened. I think DeSantis is going to have to be careful, though, because people already with the Paul Ryan article and all that were like, mm -hmm. what in the world? Like, he's going to have to play this one carefully. Right. Otherwise, even if it's not you pursuing them, well, you are kind of who you hang out with. And mm -hmm. that could really Great point. be fascinating. Yeah. So fix Alabama. We can't fix them. That's that's. That's, That's the, the hope. There is hope. I mean, and, and mm -hmm. this isn't, at least now we know what we're dealing with. Not Scott. He hasn't come to terms with <laughs> he it. He hasn't. Go back and rewatch <laughs> this. Oh, it's painful. And okay, then, I'll watch this. Yes, watch this one. I know you don't ever watch uh -huh. them because you can't, you don't I listen to don't. yourself and you don't watch mm -hmm. yourself. We'll go back and watch this. Let it sink okay. in. We'll reconvene and come up with some plans. Okay, got it. Deal. Okay. Any last words? No. All right. Well, thank you for watching this week's edition of Alabama Unfiltered. For Abs and Al and myself, Scott Beeson, we appreciate you uh, being a fan of the program. Don't forget to check us out at all the same places that you look for all your podcasts. Tell your friends and family about it. That's how we grow by leaps and bounds. And uh, just thanks for watching and listening. See y'all. <laughs>